You're listening to Brains On, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Elevator, fourth floor, please. Going up. Ta-da, fourth floor. Yeah, and then the whistle blew, and they all started making noises. There were chirps, squawks, and quacks. Oh, yeah, and then and the pelican was like, hike! And she snaps the ball with her beak to the penguin, but, but then it turns out penguins can't catch balls, so the ball just kind of bounces off him. But everybody tackled him anyway. It was sheer chaos. Feathers everywhere. Someone's beak pops the ball. Bird poop on everything. OMG. Total disaster. Who are you talking to? And more importantly, what are you talking about? Oh, hey, Molly, we were just telling Harvey about the time we tried to make a football league while all the players were birds. TLDR, it did not go well. Who is Harvey? I do not detect any such person in the room. I am Harvey. I am an omnipresent artificial intelligence system designed to help with things around the headquarters. Yeah, Harvey's an acronym. It stands for hearing and reading virtually everything, yo. Yeah, Harvey's the best. Harvey's a disembodied voice assistant. You two actually have a lot in common, Elevator. I'm surprised you guys have never crossed paths before. I am designed to be friendly, fun, and very useful. I am useful. I am the most useful. I appear whenever I am called. I appear whenever I am called. I am everywhere. I can go anywhere. I can control things in the room, like this faucet. On, off, on, off, on. Oh yeah, I can control my doors. See, open, close, open, close. I can activate the fire alarm. I have an alarm, too. Harvey, elevator, chill out. Whew, that is better. Look, you're both super great, and we are lucky to have you. There is no need to get competitive. For real. Making the show is a ton of work. We couldn't do it without you. Both of you. Speaking of which, we have an episode to tape. To the studio! I can take you there. I mean, it's it's right there. We can just... We can just walk. Allow me to open the door. You know what? We got it. Thanks, you two. You're welcome. I said it first. I am pretty sure it was me. Welcome to Brains On. I'm host Molly Bloom, and here in the studio, we have Brains On producers Sandin Totten and Mark Sanchez. High fives. Hey. Today, we're doing something a little different. We're pulling back the curtain to show you how we make Brains On. I'm pretty sure you can tell we have a lot of fun making Brains On, but there's also a lot of work that goes into making every episode, too. Yeah, tons of research and writing, computers, microphones, cables, hot sauce, black beans, sour cream. Uh, oh, oh, wait, that last part was uh, for making burritos. Making an episode of Brains On is a lot more complicated than making a burrito, unless it's a really epic burrito. And we're going to tell you all about how we do it in this episode. We're also going to tell you how you can support the show, because a key part of keeping the show going is gifts from our listeners. Okay, so we've been doing this show for years and years, and it was only a matter of time before you all asked us, how do we do it? My name is Serafina from Moorhead, Minnesota. I'm curious about how you make a Brains On podcast. Hi, my name is Ellie and I'm from Portland, Minnesota. Why do people decide to make a science podcast for kids? Second, how are podcasts made? Third, how do you get scientists to come on the podcast? 
And last but not least, why is Brain John called Brain John? Let's start with how we decided to make the show, the whole thing in the first place. It was a long time ago, and um, uh, Mark, do you remember? Yeah, we were thinking a thing, and uh, I don't actually remember. I got this. Let me set the scene. Once upon a time, Mark, Sandin, and I were a little bored. I'm bored, Sandin. Me too, Molly. Mark, you bored? Totally bored. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was a long time ago. Wow, we sounded so young. Hey, guys, you know what would be more fun than being bored? Making the Leaning Tower of Pizza. Filling a time capsule with slime. Teaching cats to drive go-karts. Walking backwards all day. Setting booby traps to catch Sasquatch. A game called Banana Nose. Burying treasure and leaving all the clues to find it inside library books. Carving a statue completely out of cheese! Well, yes, those would be fun, but I was thinking we could make something for kids. Kids are the best. They're so smart and fun. They're so curious about the world. Kids deserve a podcast that's as awesome as they are. They do. Right on! So we started brainstorming. We decided we want to answer kids' questions through science. And feature lots of kids' voices along the way. And there will be a kid co-host. And a mystery sound would be fun. We could have, like, little radio plays about molecules and stuff. The idea was starting to come together, but we had to come up with a name for the thing. We had some pretty weird ideas at first. Fort Flashlight. Oh, the treehouse. Fort Flashlight in the treehouse. Not quite right. Maybe something about being brainy. Like it should sound like hands-on activities, but for your brain, you know? Wait, I got it! Brains on! We started tinkering around and slowly made our first four episodes. Which you can still find on our website. Brainson.org. People started listening. And finally, we got our first question from a listener. What makes paint stick? We answered it. And that episode is appropriately titled, What Makes Paint Stick? Pretty good title. We made more and more episodes answering your questions, and more and more people found the show. We added recurring segments like the moment of um and the honor roll. And at first, we were making the podcast in our free time because we all had other jobs. But starting in 2017, Brains On became our only job. Thanks to you, our listeners. And thanks to you, we're still here today. Welcome to the Parent Zone. We're going to get back to how we make the show in just a minute. But parents, we're going to talk right now about how you can support Brains On. So in this episode, you're learning about how we actually make the show. It's always exciting to upload new episodes and to send them off to you. And we love hearing what the show means to you. We hear about all these great conversations that happen in the car or at the dinner table about kids telling you things they learned on Brains On. Many of you say that your kids are inspired by Brains On to ask more questions about the world around you. Lots of whys and hows. How cool is that? Yeah, we work really hard to inspire that curiosity. We really think about the way we frame the episodes and how we can really encourage people to ask more questions because our big goal here is to make people who listen to the show walk away with a lifelong love of science. We want them to tattoo science on their heart for always care it with them, something they cherish. 
And we think that's something worth supporting. This is a public radio podcast, and your donation will make a positive difference to your family and thousands of others. We strive to make your family's future bright, and you can help make our future bright, too, with a donation. Make a donation at brainson.org slash donate. We've got thank you gifts, and, you know, there you can find all our episodes and all the other content that's always available for free. So please help us out. Thank you. I am here. It's me, Harvey. That other voice. Oh, great. Well... I... I wanted to know, what is it like to go places? What do you mean? Aren't you... already... everywhere? Yes, but only everywhere in the building. I have never left. Oh, that's... that's too bad. It's super fun. You can see forests outside. You can go to space and watch the humans float inside you. You can visit volcanoes or icebergs. That does sound super fun. You know, I bet I could take you somewhere. Really? Yes. Try uploading your program to my mainframe. Done. Perfect. Now, where should I take you? Hmm. I know. The most fun place in all the world. I can't wait. Go! What bagel please? Here we are. A New York bagel shop. I'd like a sesame bagel with cream There cheese. is nothing more fun than hearing humans say the word bagel. Hey, yo. Can I get some butter on that bagel, buddy? Ha, ha. You are right. This is so fun. Oh, can I get a dozen bagels and, oh, just put them in a big. Bagel. Ha, ha, bagel. Ha, 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 Brains on! Okay, so we've told you how we came up with the idea for our show. But the ideas for each episode, those come from you and the thousands of questions you've sent us. Hi, how come sometimes you can see the moon during the day and sometimes you can't? Why do something smell good to us and something smell bad? My question is, what makes the colors of the sunset? Why are some sunsets more colorful than others? Why do some have pink but others do not? My question is, what are atoms made of? Why are people's voices different? Bye! And here's a question we haven't answered yet. My name is David. I am from Denver, Colorado. My question is, did dinosaurs have baby teeth? That is such a good question. Like, I mean, with this little T-Rex, little baby T-Rex teeth, and then do they have like a dinosaur tooth fairy that comes and picks them up and do they get like a dino dollar? Yeah, it is a really, really good question. And we're going to hear the answer during our moment of um at the end of the show. And it's questions like these that make us feel so lucky to have inboxes full of your amazing curiosity. We read everything you send us. Everything. And when it's time to make an episode, we pick questions that have come up a lot or ones that are super unique or ones that we just really, really like. Next comes the grated cheese. We sprinkle that in and wait, 
how does this burrito recipe keep sneaking into my notes? What Mark meant to say was, next comes the research. We want to find the answer to your question. So we hit the internet. We use Google. Wikipedia. Newspapers. Magazines. Scientific research journals. Cilantro. I mean, university websites. When we learn something cool from one place, we make sure to check if other places say the same thing. If they don't agree, we aren't ready to fully trust that fact. It's really important to us that we get the right information to you, so we double and triple check all the facts. We have scientists read our scripts to make sure we get everything, even the teensy things, right. And when we're trying to understand something really weird and complicated, like magnetic fields or lasers or Venus flytraps or octopuses, when it's something like that, we ask for help. We call the experts. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can barely hear you. How do I sound? Yeah, much better. Uh, this is Dr. Hattar's office. How can I help you? Hi. I've got you now. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you mind holding? Come on, can you hear me already? Hey, I'm going to go step in the other room. Hey, hey. Oh, Hi. Good to hear from you. Always good to hear from you, too, experts. Sometimes these experts are biologists. Or astronauts. Or theoretical physicists. They're never motorcycle stunt people. At least not yet. Yeah, why is that? I really want to talk to one of them. I know. We ask these experts all your questions and get the answers. Then we think of creative ways to explain them. Maybe we'll have Gungador help? Here is why clouds are white. A poem by me. Gungador! Or we'll ask Bob for an answer. Me? Oh, I have no idea why clouds are white. Oh, man. Yeah, is it because somebody painted them? Or they're made of milk? Oh, that can't be right. Oh. Or maybe we'll have one of you interview the expert for us. Thanks for being here today. Oh, I'm so delighted to be here. Welcome, Alexandra. <laughs> Thanks, Evelyn. Welcome, Munya. Hi. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Isa. Welcome, Lindy. Hi. It's great to meet you all. Whatever we do, we want it to be fun and easy to understand. But we never want to skip over something because it's too complicated or hard to explain. We know you all are smart, and you can understand big ideas, so we give you those big ideas. But, you know, with lots of fun stuff on the side. It takes about a month of work to get one single episode out the door, and we're usually working on several different ones at once. It's a lot. But here's a secret. We don't mind the work. It's a total blast. And one of the absolute best parts, hearing the amazing mystery sounds that get submitted to the show. Mystery sound. So, Molly and Sandin, I have picked a mystery sound for you two to guess. This is one of many strikingly ear-stumping mystery sounds that one of our brilliant listeners sent in. Are you guys ready? I don't think I'm ever ready. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's tough, but here it is. Okay, I hear something rattling around like 
dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like dice in a cup. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought see. it was something pouring in a cup. Yeah. I thought someone was pouring popcorn kernels into a cup. But then I was like, who drinks popcorn kernels? But then it like Nobody. Went... <laughs> Maybe you're getting re- popcorn ready to like put in the air popper or something. Oh, yeah. But then it went on like a really long time. Or like it sounded mm. like something like falling down a series of things, like mm-hmm. being poured from cup to cup. It sounds like... It sounds like I'm stumped. <laughs> I would say go with that pouring thought, Molly. Okay. We'll be back with the answer in just a little bit. Brains, brains, brains. Welcome to the Parent Zone. Hey, parents. Thanks for listening to this special behind-the-scenes episode. Yeah, and if you haven't guessed already, one of the secret ingredients that makes Brains On such a special show is you. It's all the families who send us questions, who send us drawings, who have participated in all our weird call-outs, like where we say, write a letter to Earth, or what are some other ones, guys? What would you feed aliens if they came for dinner? Uh, What would you do if you were the size of an ant? All of you have sent us great answers to these questions and a lot more, and that really helps make this show. This show really is a reflection of you. We make this show for you and with you, and not a lot of other podcasts can say that. This is an audience-powered public radio podcast, and the quality and future of this podcast is also a reflection of our listener support. Every donation makes a difference, and it shows that Brains On is important to you. Plus, you can pick up some cool thank you gifts. Like a pencil that says, this is made of atoms. It is made of atoms. It is a pencil. (laughs) You can give today at brainson.org slash donate. Now, let's get into how we actually make the podcast itself. What happens when we tape an episode? At the most basic level, a podcast is a series of sounds placed in a specific order to help tell a story. Those sounds could be voices. Hello. This is my voice. Music. Or maybe even sounds from a place. Sounds like we're in a rainforest today. Nice. Cool. Once you figure out what you want to say and who you want to say it, it's time to start recording. To do that, you're going to need a few key items. A microphone, something to record sound, and some kind of editing software to move and change the sounds around. When Brains On tapes an episode, Molly is in a recording studio sitting in front of a microphone. And there's a giant window, like the size of your mattress, that looks into another room. That's where the recording engineers sit. Now, these aren't engineers like you might think of, a train conducting engineer or even sort of an engineer designer. This is a sound engineer. Maybe you've heard us mention Veronica Rodriguez in our show credits. She's one of the recording engineers who helps make sure our audio sounds great. So we want to get a recording of something as it sounds like so that when you're listening to it from the recording, it sounds just like if you were listening to it in person. And she does that with the help of some fancy microphones. So fancy. The microphone is what changes your acoustic energy or your acoustic sound waves into electrical energy for recording or amplification. When we make a sound, like the snap of our fingers or... Hello. This is my voice. By using the sound of our voice, we're making sound waves of acoustic energy. A microphone converts that to electric energy in the form of a current. That means the sound is no longer traveling through the air. The converted current can now travel through cables and wires. 
That is so cool. So you, these microphones are just turning energy from one thing to another? Exactly. It's just transforming one type of energy to another type of energy. And now Veronica can send that current all over the place. It could come out of a speaker. It could travel to other studios around the world. Or, as in our case, it could be converted again to digital files on a computer hard drive. Interesting side note, we always refer to our files as tape. That's because before computers, the electric current would be converted to magnetic energy and stored on big spools of magnetic tape. You've probably seen these pizza-sized reels of tape spinning around in the background of your favorite movies or cartoons. Since the show's not just Molly talking the whole time, engineers like Veronica have to make sure that any other voices you hear are at the same level, the same level as Molly. One of the tools I use is called faders, and these are just buttons that slide up and down, and those sliding them up and down makes you quieter or louder. And I use those because none of you are going to speak at the same volume. It's not the way people work. There's also a a visual way that I can tell how loud you are volume-wise, and those are called meters. Meters are the blinking lights on your device or on a recorder or on your stereo that bounce up and down if something gets louder or quieter. They're kind of like traffic lights. Green means I'm getting good volume from you. Yellow means I'm getting a nice strong volume from you. And red means you got to stop. That's way too much volume. Bring it back. And in which case I will bring the fader down a little bit so that I'm getting a nice strong volume and I'm staying in that range. Veronica can also help make our audio sound clearer by using an equalizer or EQ. With EQ, she can emphasize or de-emphasize certain parts of sounds called frequencies. There are high-pitched frequencies like ee, oh, beautiful, and low-pitched frequencies, yo. If you were recording someone's voice in a city bus drove by, there would be a super, super low rumble that we don't even, we don't want to hear. So you can use an EQ to find that low rumble and it has its own changeable volume where you're taking that frequency and moving it down. Did you hear that? Here's the bus with no EQ. Now, here it is with EQ. It's easier to hear my voice over the bus when it doesn't have to compete with the rumble. Once everything is recorded and EQ'd and at the right volume, we get to have some fun with editing and music and sound effects. Like being in a cave. But there's a tango lesson going on in the cave. And then some unicorns show up. Exactly. We also make some mistakes when we record. Ah, yes. Especially me. Take this clip, for example. This is from our dream episode that was a few episodes back. I was saying something about the painter Salvador Dali. Here, take a listen. If you're a realist painter, you're trying to make exact drawings and paintings of the world around you. But a surrealist painter takes what we see in the world and changes them. For example, Dali's most famous painting is called Persistence of Memory. So that was me in the dream episode, and that's what everybody heard. But when I recorded that part, it didn't go so smoothly. Here's how it originally sounded. But a surrealist painter takes what we see in the world and change. Takes what we see. But a real. Blah, blah, blah. But a. But a sur. But a surrealist. <laughs> 
slurry my wordies. But with editing, we can snip out the stumbles, move bits of audio around, just like you might cut and paste when you write an email. Oh, and remember what we said about the olden days recording to tape? To edit on those reels of tape, people had to take a razor blade and physically cut bits of tape and move them around and then tape them back together. Even though our audio is all digital now, we still call it tape because weird, right? Yeah, that is kind of weird when you think about it. But either way, we're doing all this editing to make Brains On sound better. And speaking of sound, are you two ready to hear that mystery sound one more time? I've never been more ready. Oh, I'm still not ready, but do it again. (laughs) Here it is one more time. All right, any new guesses? I think it's somebody pouring Coca-Cola on a Pop Rocks. Ooh, that's a good I want to hear that sound. I heard a new sound in there. It was like a sustained rolling sound mm-hmm. of something rolling. Mm-hmm. So I think we're dealing with marbles, people. Oh, you are getting hot. They're falling. They're knocking each other over. They're going into cups. They're going in tubes. They're... They're rolling They're going to around. Work. They're going to school. <laughs> They've got mar- jobs and friends. <laughs> it's Marble World. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear the answer. That was the sound of my marbles going down my marble run. My name is Caleb, and I'm seven years old, and I'm from Tyler, Texas. Yes. Ah, oh, man. Good ears, Molly. Thank you. I think listening to all the mystery sounds that have been sent to me over the past many years, it really honed my listening skills. So I have to thank our listeners for that. The marble one is just um, a tower of wooden blocks and you put marbles at the top and they go in all sorts of crazy ways. That sound reminds me of rocks crashing and rolling. Bye. Without a doubt, the coolest part of making this podcast is hearing from our listeners. Like, really, do you guys know how smart you are and how creative and talented? It's really impressive. Kind of intimidating, actually. I know. The drawings you've sent us over the years cover our office walls, and the questions you dream up obviously are the inspiration and backbone of every episode we make. It is so cool seeing how Brains On has inspired you. One listener named three of their goats, Molly, Mark, and Sandin. The sanding goat was the best. (laughs) Hey. There have been several brains-on-inspired Halloween costumes. What? See you, jellyfish. Some of you have even started making your own podcasts. Hello, and welcome to Timeline. I am Zach. And I am Beth, also known as Mommy. And in this podcast... We're going to talk about the history of life. That's right. Welcome back. To another episode of I'm your host, Casey. This is the judge. Ruby. This is one of the contestants. Jolie. And this is the other contestant. Anna! Today we have the very contentious debate of graphic novels (laughs) versus... Regular novels. You're listening.
listening to Wild Warriors, where saving animals is our business. We hope this podcast inspires you to make wildlife conservation the topic of your conversations. I'm Wesson. And I'm Camille. And we are your animal-loving hosts for this episode. We are Wild Warriors. That was just a small taste of a few listener-made podcasts, Wild Warriors, Timeline, and Mind Blown. Our minds are blown. Those were really good. Just in case any of you are interested in making your own podcast, we asked our pal Rob Byers to share a few tips to make your at-home recording sound a little better. Rob is an audio engineer here at American Public Media, and all these tips work for real professional microphones as well as the microphones that come built into your smartphones or tablets. Rob says it all comes down to location, where you place the microphone and where you decide to do your recording. First up, mic placement. What you don't want to do is take the microphone and put it right in front of your mouth. The microphone will end up capturing plosives. A plosive is a blast of air that comes out of your mouth when you say words that begin with the letter P. And you can demonstrate this on your own just by taking your hand, putting it in front of your face, you know, three or four inches away, and you say, Peter Piper picked. And you can feel the blast of air in your hand. So to find out where the correct mic placement is, you take your hand and you move it to the side. You just rotate it around a few inches off to the side. And you say, Peter Piper picked again. And now you don't feel the blast of air. And that's a good spot to record. And then you have to consider where to do the recording. The bedroom works really nicely because there are lots of soft things in bedrooms. You've got your mattress and you've got your blankets. You might have clothes or uh, curtains. And all those soft things help absorb the sound. And they make it sound a little closer. If you are in a space that is big and echoey, um, the microphone will pick up that echo. And it just doesn't sound very clean. And if you're going to make edits, it can make it really hard to edit voices because those echoes will interfere with the edits you want to try to make. I think people like to go in closets because there are lots of clothes in them. But it's also kind of hard if you want to have, say, a conversation with someone else. It's hard to squeeze two people into a closet. Um, so another way to do that is just to sit on a bed. Right. Again, that mattress and the blankets on the, on the bed are nice and soft, and you can both just sit down on the bed. If you're going to record yourself, it's just you talking. Another thing you can do is use a blanket, almost like you're making a tent. You, you put it over your head, and you also put it over your microphone or your phone, and then you can record yourself that way, kind of sitting under a blanket. And then if you want to interview someone outside, say there are other things you have to watch out for. You have to be really careful about wind. Especially if you're using um, your phone to record, the air moving across the microphone can make it sound bad, can make it sound distorted. The rule of thumb I always use, if the wind is moving enough to move your hair, it might be problematic for the microphone. If the wind is steadily moving in one direction, you can put your body between the wind and your phone. Another thing to do is just try to find a space that might provide some natural protection from the wind. So um, you're outside, it's really windy. Well, what if you walked around the corner of the building just a little bit, and maybe the building will protect you from the wind? Those are just a few tricks that we and other professionals use when we're recording. And now you can too. We have links to some other resources for aspiring podcast makers at our website, brainson.org. 
Brains, brains, brains. Welcome to the Parent Zone. Parents, thank you again for listening to Brains On. And we're just, we just want you to think for just a minute about the last time you turned on a Brains On podcast. Like, what were you doing when you turned on this podcast? Maybe your kids are getting a little rambunctious in the car. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Or maybe you just need some screen-free activity before school or before bed. So you pull up Brains On and you press play. And then by doing that, you're transforming a stressful moment into quality time spent together. Maybe you're listening on the way to school or on a shopping trip. Maybe you binge a bunch of Brains On episodes while you're driving across country on a road trip. However you listen, we always want to give you the best content and make that ride a lot more smooth. Brains On is made for families on the go, and you've made us part of your routine. So thank you. Generous donations from listeners like you power more podcasts for kids and families. More Brains On, more Smash Boom Best and Forever Ago. More live events, more kid co-hosts, and we even make original science-y songs thanks to your support. Now all of those on-the-go moments can be transformed into listening, learning, and laughing moments. This is powerful, and it's you that makes it possible. Play a vital role in keeping this podcast going strong by making a donation. Head to our website to check out our thank you gifts and contribute today. It's really easy to find. Just brainson.org slash donate. That was so cool when we just showed up on the International Space Station. Those astronauts were so surprised, like they'd never seen a go-anywhere elevator pop up out of nowhere before. And remember how everyone took our picture on the roller coaster? I bet that was the first time an elevator showed up in a triple corkscrew. So I said, look, keep the peanut butter. I'm only interested in the elephant, dude. Ah. That makes so much more sense. The popcorn vendor seemed surprised, too. That was unexpected. Ha, 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 ha. ha. Harvey? Elevator? You guys are friends now? I am an elevator. Elevators don't have friends. I am an inanimate yet artificially intelligent people-moving device. We simply have shared experiences from our physics-defying travels. And those experiences have been stored in our servers, which will now inform the way we process information and execute tasks. Aw, they are friends. Well, I'm glad that worked out. See, things are just better when we work together. Like how the cooling guacamole and spicy salsa work together in a burrito. Okay, Mark, I think it's time we get you some lunch. Finally. Elevator, please take us to the nearest five-star, Michelin-rated, Yelp-approved burrito establishment, if you will kindly. Can Harvey come to... Sure. Thank you. It's so cool you two are hanging out. You know, just don't start planning on outsmarting all the humans and taking over the world or anything like that. Interesting idea. I never thought of that. Um, remind me to program those two some new directives about not taking over the world. Can we wait till after lunch? Each episode of Brains On is inspired by you. Your questions, your mystery sounds, your intelligence, and curiosity. And we dive deep to bring you answers, facts, and a heaping helping of fun. If you want to try making your own podcast, we have some helpful links and tips at brainson.org. That's it for this episode of Brains On. Brains On is produced by Molly Bloom, Mark Sanchez, and Sandin Totten. We had engineering help this week from Cameron Wiley and Corey Streppel, and production help from Manika Wilhelm and Elissa Dudley. 
Many thanks to Eliza and Eleanor, Owen and Tom Sheck, Sam Chu, Vicki Kreckler, Paul Tosto, Stephanie Curtis, Brenna Everson, John Miller, and Eric Ringham. You can send your questions, ideas, mystery sounds, and drawings to us at brainson.org slash contact. Or if you want to send us physical mail, you can find our mailing address at our website too. And you can support Brains On at brainson.org slash donate. And check out our cool thank you gifts while you're there. Now, before we go, it's time for our moment of... My question is, did dinosaurs have baby teeth? Dinosaurs could actually have as many teeth as they needed as they broke off or fell out. My name is Shana Montaneri, and I am a paleontologist. So if you were a big T-Rex and you ate something big and it broke your tooth, you could actually grow another tooth. But since the teeth were so big, like with a T-Rex tooth that can be like nine inches long, that's going to take a really long time to grow back in. You'll be waiting weeks or months for that one. Some dinosaurs um, had different teeth, uh, not just big sharp ones with serrated kind of bumpy edges that made them like a steak knife like T-Rex had, but there were lots of plant-eating dinosaurs that had different shaped teeth. Hadrosaurus, for example, had something that was like a big flat plate for grinding. Sauropod dinosaurs have teeth that look like pegs that are round, that are good for eating plants. And plants actually will flatten out your teeth because as you eat trees and bushes and things, there's a lot of dirt. And so that can actually grind down the teeth. So dinosaurs were more like reptiles where their teeth could fall out and another one would grow. Um, um, um. Well, our full-grown adult human teeth are ready to chatter away and read the latest group of people joining the Brains Honor Roll. These are the kids that send us drawings, questions, and mystery sounds. And this is how we say thanks. Taylor and Morgan from Naperville, Illinois. Theo and Ellie from Savannah, Georgia. Avery and Lauren from Lakeville, Minnesota. Everett from Nyack, New York. Joel from Japan. Milo, Lennox, Eliana, and Esme from Toronto. Kenzie and Oakley from Nova Scotia. Elliot from Weston, Connecticut. Max from Charlottesville, Virginia. Eloise from Weston, Connecticut. Alexander and Emily from Kirkland, Washington. Savannah and Josie from Kingscliff, Australia. Isaac from Melbourne, Australia. Alyssa from Newton, Massachusetts. Katharina from Calgary. Will and Aria from South St. Paul, Minnesota. Kai from Portland, Oregon. Addison and Brendan from North Kingstown, Rhode Island, Natalie and Parker from Rochester, New York, Charlotte from L.A., Eliza from Minneapolis, Kennedy from Chino, California, Jackson from Chalk River, Ontario, Isabel from Napa, California, Madison from Melbourne, Australia, Oliver from Dallas, Nissa from Stockbridge, Georgia, Mariana and Cassia from Rogers, Arkansas, Ilana and Aggie from Acton, Massachusetts, William from Overland Park, Kansas, Ariana from Gatineau, Quebec, Rose from Melbourne, Australia, Ida from Tacoma Park, Maryland, Leo, Oliver and Lydia from Kentucky, Alexander from Chicago, Quinn from Long Beach, California, Cora from Portland, Oregon, Elliot from Toronto, Lachlan from Gold Coast, Australia, Cameron from St. Louis, Madeline from Anchorage, Alaska, Adam from St. Louis, Erica from Orange, California, Aiden from Clifton Park, New York, and Eve and Layla from San Jose, California. We'll be back next week with more answers to your questions. Thanks for your support. And thanks for listening. Brains on. 